And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope, and it is officially summer. Insert song from Frozen, uh, Olaf singing about summer. I'm a huge summer fan. I love everything about the summer. You know, growing up, it's summer break. You don't got to deal with school. Um, you know, it's baseball season. You got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. The weather is great. You know, here in Chicago, we we spend a lot of the year wishing for warm weather, and now it's here. You know, um, once it reaches June, we're, we're pretty much guaranteed that it won't get below 70. Um, you know, sometimes we get those weird days. I want to say like last year, uh, around this time, it was like the second week of June. I'm pretty sure we had a day. It was like 65 and raining and it was cold. And it was obviously still during the pandemic. And uh, we ate outside at a restaurant, like on the patio and I was freezing. So I guess, um, I don't want to jinx it, but the warm weather should be here to stay. And for all you people who have warm weather year round, I hate you and I'm jealous. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's summer. And to me growing up as a kid, summer meant one thing. Disney vacation. I know there's probably a lot of you that did the same. You know, you had parents that didn't want to take you out of school. Uh, you know, so it was either spring break, winter break, or summer break. And I bet a lot of us, you know, did the same thing and uh, had our family vacations over the summer. So I figured since it's summer, it's June, Disney's getting, uh, you know, close to normal. For today's episode, the topic will be, you know, summer at Disney World. And I will rank the top five Disney World pools. All right, here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. For today's episode, the topic is going to be summer at Disney World, and then I will also go over my top five favorite Disney Resort swimming pools. We'll talk a little summer, we'll talk a little swimming, and then we'll end the episode with some questions from you guys. Man, I just love summer. Um, you know, and uh, I've talked about it in, in previous episodes, how my favorite time to go and visit Walt Disney World, being from Chicago, my favorite time to go has always been during the summer. Um, 99% of my Disney trips have been in July. So you could say that I am immune to the Florida death heat and humidity. I'm at the point in my life now where it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, you know, obviously if you do it wrong and you're spending all day standing in the sun and you know, you're, you're tired and you're hungry and you're sunburned, like, yeah, obviously you know, that sucks and that's uncomfortable. But, you know, for me at this point, you know, I all year I wait for this weather, you know, down in Florida, you know, it's going to be 90 with humidity. You know, I'll be wearing a, a hat and a, a cutoff tank top. And, you know, we know how to do it. We're not waiting in lines all day. We're not standing in the heat. 
you know, we know when to eat and the snack and, uh, you know, got to put on that sunscreen. So if you do it right, the heat isn't that unbearable. You can deal, you can definitely deal with it. You know, everything there is air conditioned, you know, if you're cutting through stores or attractions, like there are plenty of opportunities to, uh, to cool off during the summer, you know, and, uh, throughout the years we've tried, you know, all the methods of staying cool at Disney during the summer, you know, you, you wear a tank top, uh, wear a hat, shorts, like obviously you dress accordingly. Uh, it still amazes me how sometimes I'll be there, you know, during the summer and you see someone in, you know, uh, pant, uh, jeans or, uh, you know, jean shorts or, uh, you know, heavy black t-shirt. Like, like for me, it's like, okay, light colors, tank tops, you know, light shorts, basketball shorts, something like, like stuff I can stay cool in. You know, I'm always rocking a hat, keeps the sun off my eyes or off my neck, you know. Nothing worse than a sunburn, you know, pack some, uh, you know, get that travel sunscreen, put it in your bag for the parks. You know, I think part of it, too, is like uh, when I go now, like our game plan is pretty simple. You know, get up early, eat breakfast, head to a park, you know, early, talking, you know, park opening, 8, 9 a.m., whatever it is, get close to that. You know, then we do as much as we can in the morning and then by, you know, one o'clock, you know, come back to the hotel room have some lunch, you know, then we, we spend the afternoon at the pool, get some swimming in, you know, we got a good meal, kind of cool off, refresh yourself in the, uh, in the pool and then, you know, change and, and then head out for the rest of the night back at the parks. That's kind of been our, uh, our game plan for, uh, you know, most of my life, you know, and Disney, uh, you know, those summer nights at Disney, I personally think hit different. I love the weather at night there. Um, it's just so relaxing, you know, it's sometimes it's, you know, the humidity is still pretty rough and you can kind of still feel the heat coming off the pavement. Um, but I've always said that, uh, Tomorrowland, uh, at night during the summer hits different, like just with the, the weather and the feels and the, the ambiance of the, the sounds and the music and stuff. I just love it. You now, if you're like me and you know, Disney in July, like you're almost guaranteed, uh, a little bit of rain every day. But the, the great thing is, it's usually like in the afternoon, maybe like three, four o'clock, that four o'clock express, you know, it'll come through rain for an hour and then it's, you know, it's done, you know, um, perfect time to relax, power nap in the hotel room, get some food, hang out inside until the rain's done. Then you head back out at night and then, uh, you know, usually it's a little cooler after that. You know, another great thing about summer at Disney um, in a normal year. Now I'm going to be talking about Disney in a normal year here. I know things are getting back to normal, but it's still not exactly the same. Um, but in a normal year, the summertime hours at Disney are the best hands down. I've been there so many years. I've been at magic kingdom at two, three o'clock in the morning during the summer. Uh, yeah, I know, I, I know they were starting to kind of change that a little bit. They were kind of cutting back on those. Um, but, you know, when I was a kid and into, like, my my later teens and stuff, like, it was a guarantee that Friday, Saturday, Magic Kingdom during the summer, like, we could easily be there until 2 a.m. That was a lock. You know, sometimes 3. You know, I've been there a few times where it was open until 3 a.m. You know, and then when, you, when you're there that late, obviously the crowds are, um, you know, they're thinned out. There's not as many people there. Everything's still open. You can ride all the rides you want. 
you know, it's not as stressful dealing with all the people around and you know, it's just a more relaxed vibe uh, that late at night, you know, because everyone's tired. And uh, if you do it right, you can hit a lot of rides during that time. And it's not, you know, it's not just the Magic Kingdom. It's it's all the parks. You know, Epcot's open later, Hollywood Studios, and even Animal Kingdom. I was there a couple years ago for when Pandora opened. And we were at the we were at Animal Kingdom until I want to say like 1 a.m. You know, up until up until it was that 2018, I think it was when that opened, something like that. Up until that point, pretty sure the latest I had ever been at Animal Kingdom was like maybe four o'clock. You know, it was always closing early, even during the summer. That would close down at like six or seven, and uh, luckily they started to kind of expand those hours too. Now, there's nothing worse than you know, going on a Disney trip and, uh, you know, all the parks close at, you know, nine, 10 o'clock and maybe a little, like, I know recently with the pandemic, the hours were really rough. You know, if, if the park closes, if all the parks are closed by seven or eight o'clock at night, you know, what are you doing for the rest of that time? You know, it's hopefully if the weather's right, you can swim, you know, there's Disney Springs, but that was about it. And at least when it's normal summertime hours, like, uh, you know, Magic Kingdom will be open until 1 a.m. Epcot will be open until 11. Hollywood Studios, 10. Animal Kingdom, 8. So you have a, a nice variety of things to do if, you know, one park kind of open. You know, if one park closes earlier than the others, you know, you have your, your options are open there. It also helps, too, with the crowds. When Magic Kingdom's open until 2 a.m., you kind of think, oh, everyone's going to be, you know, everyone's going to be there because it's open the latest. Well, you know, if Hollywood Studios and... Epcot are both open till 11. That's going to disperse the crowds because people are going to be like, oh, okay. Oh, it's open till 11. That's pretty late. We can hit stuff there. So it kind of keeps the crowds kind of even too. You know, another great thing about summer at Disney is obviously the water parks. You know, when you go to Disney at other times during the year, uh, there's a good chance that both water parks won't be open. Usually they shut down one um, for kind of refurbishments. You know, during the winter months, both may be closed. But, you know, you go in June, July, August, both both water parks are going to be open. And, and two, both water parks have really good hours. I've been at Typhoon Lagoon, you know, early in the morning. And I've been there at 7 o'clock at night. And uh, you kind of get a different experience with both. You know, obviously with, with kids, too, um, you got to experience the water parks. The Disney water parks are, of course, top of the line like everything else they do. You know, the, the theming at the parks is like just like the theme parks, Typhoon Lagoon. You know, themed after a bad storm, a typhoon, you know, it washed up a boat. They have this great backstory. Uh, Blizzard Beach looks like a ski resort. It's got like the winter theming, which is awesome. And the Florida heat, you know, when you see, you know, the fake snow and stuff. So the theming's great. Obviously, Typhoon Lagoon is known for its wave pool. It's got the big wave. It's got the little waves. That big wave is what everyone comes for. Sometimes that pool can get pretty packed and you get got to avoid flying elbows and, and limbs and stuff. But I love hanging out in that wave pool. I could spend all day in that wave pool, you know, but you also have a good variety of slides and attractions there. Like they have the good water slides, the storm slides they're called. Uh, there's Crush and Gusher. The, it's like a water coaster. If you haven't been on Crush and Gusher, YouTube it right now. Uh, it is so much fun. I have uh, a bunch of funny stories about going on that with my dad and my buddy. Uh, I'm pretty sure we exceeded the weight capacity and uh, some bad things happened. I'll save that for another time. But then you have uh, Blizzard Beach, which um, I've always kind of thought is a little bit more geared towards 
smaller kids. Um, you know, with their wave pools smaller, they have just the little bobbing waves, and they have a lot more variety of slides and you know water rides. A lot of slides there, tube slides, body slides, uh, good variety to choose from. So I always suggest people go in there during the summer, try to hit one of those water parks, and you know the prices are pretty good. And you know I'm uh, I'm not sure if they still do this, but in the past with the Disney Park Pass, if you were buying a if you were buying a Park Hopper Pass uh, over a certain amount of days, like they would just throw in like a water park day. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but it was actually you could choose between Blizzard Beach, Typhoon Lagoon, or uh, Mini Golf, and it was just thrown on. You know, you, you get the seven day Park Pass or whatever, you know, and you got a free uh, free day at the water park if you wanted to use it. So that's definitely something to take advantage of, especially in the summer. You know, at those water parks, you can get hot, especially at like Typhoon Lagoon, walking from the entrance to, uh, you know, to your spot in the sand or, you know, you got to find a chair. And once you get in that water and uh, enjoy yourself in the wave pool or on the slides, like it's so refreshing. So you definitely got to check out the Disney water parks. I think that's a perfect segue to start talking about the pools at Walt Disney World. You know, each each Disney resort has, you know, its own pool usually more than one, you know, you have a, uh, like a bigger main pool, usually by the main lobby. And then like for, for resorts that have like the different buildings like Caribbean beach or art of animation, there's usually a, uh, you know, a smaller kind of more, um, plain pool, uh, closer to those buildings. So you're not walking from your building, which may be kind of far all the way to the, you know, the lobby of the hotel just to swim, Sometimes those are better, you know, sometimes if you don't have young kids with you and you just kind of want to relax in the pool, it's uh, sometimes better to just go to those smaller building pools. It's usually just like a basic rectangle or something. You know, you can just chill, hang out there instead of going to the crowded, busy main pool with their slides and a waterfall maybe and kids jumping all over. I got to say, though, Disney has so many good swimming pools at their resorts. Uh, I was going through the list, you know, trying to determine my top five favorite, um, which is hard to do because, you know, uh, like with all the other Disney lists I do, you get, uh, some sentimental value in there. You get some nostalgia in there, like a pool that I find, you know, enjoyable, you know, someone else may not like, so, you know, it's always tough, but it's fun to kind of make these lists and debate. And I'm sure a lot of us will have some of the same pools on, on your list. If you were making one. Now for this list, it's going to be the pool itself. So for example, if I say, you know, art of animation, uh, the finding Nemo pool, we're, you know, we're just talking finding Nemo pool. You can't include like the cozy cone cars pool or the little mermaid pool. It's the main pool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's start off the list. My number five, let's head over to Animal Kingdom Lodge and their main pool. 
and I don't know how to pronounce it. I've always just called it Uzma Springs, but that's my pick for number five, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge Resort. Um, you know, if you've stayed there, I'm, you know, you, you know all about this pool. Maybe some people don't, but it's a big, you know, it's a big pool. It's good sized. It has a zero entry, which is always fun, always cool, always makes you, you know, the, the zero entry pools always make it look uh, a little more fancier. Makes me uh, think of vacation. Like if you're ever anywhere traveling, you know, somewhere warm and they have a zero entry pool, um, it always kind of sticks out. You know, the pool area and design itself, it's, a, it's like a, a cool design. It's right in the middle, surrounded by a bunch of trees and like rock formations. Um, you know, definitely fits the Animal Kingdom Lodge theming. Um, they also have a pool bar, like right by the pool. You can get some drinks, get some food, kind of relax at the, uh, you know, at poolside with the, with the family or just by yourself. Uh, that pool bar there, I know is always hopping. It's always pretty crowded. Uh, whenever I've been there and kind of walk past, there's always, uh, the adults hanging out, enjoying some adult beverages. You know, it has a little bit of everything. Like I said, it has the pool bar, you know, the zero entry, you know, for people who like that, you can kind of lounge, uh, and kind of lay down in the water by like the zero entry part of the pool. And I believe there's also a water slide. So you kind of, uh, can check all the boxes there in what makes a uh, Disney pool. Great. Uh, you know, it's big, good size has a water slide for the kids. The zero entry is a bonus and a, uh, a poolside bar that's very close and, uh, is always ready to serve up some cold drinks. So that's my number five, uh, animal kingdom lodge. All right, let's head right on to number four. My number four of the top five favorite Disney pools. I'm going to go with the Grand Floridian main pool, the beach pool. Now this is a big size pool. Uh, I Googled it 111,000 gallon pool. Uh, so, you know, it's got the size, you know, the a resort like that can get kind of crowded. So having a big pool is a plus is a must. Um, you know, there is a water slide. It's a decent size water slide. Um, again, it fits the theming. It fits right in with the grand Floridian kind of Victorian times theme. Uh, you know, this is the pool that you've probably seen from the monorail. If you're taking the monorail to the other resorts or the magic kingdom, you've seen this pool out the window. I'm um, not sure if it's still open now, but it had like that giant um, kind of kids play area. It was a bunch of like teapots and stuff kind of themed off Alice in Wonderland. And, uh, you know, it's spray water and dump water and kids can kind of run around and play there. But the uh, the beach pool itself, you know, just uh, just looking at it, it's a, it's a beautiful looking pool. And, you know, maybe the best thing of it all is that it overlooks, you know, the Seven Seas Lagoon. What a view, you know, hanging out at the pool. You know, if your kids are swimming or you're, you know, you're by yourself and just, you can just kind of chill on a, get a chair, get a nice cold drink and just kind of relax and kind of take in all the sights and sounds and enjoy the weather and the view. And again, this pool, it does have the zero entry. So, you know, if you're a fan of those, you can kind of just relax in the zero entry part. You can chill there. You can play with the kids there. Um, you don't got to deal with uh, jumping and doing a cannonball or taking a ladder, just kind of slowly walk in or kind of just lounge in that area like a mermaid. All right, let's go to number three. My number three pick is going to be the Polynesian and their main pool, 
the lava pool. Now, I got to be honest, I think what makes this one number three on my list is, you know, just the theming and the view. You know, it was recently uh, uh, under construction a few years ago. They kind of redid it a little bit, made it a little newer. But, you know, like the the middle of the pool is, a, is like a giant volcano. Uh, there's like a waterfall coming off the side. There's like a bridge you could walk through and on the top of it is a water slide so kids adults of all ages can enjoy that again we have another zero entry pool it seems to be a common theme here with these more um, deluxe resort pools Um, you know but like i said the theming you know it's got those hawaiian vibes and again like i said i gotta be honest the view and just the feeling of that pool i just love um you know kind of overlooks the Seven Seas Lagoon, we have, you know, it overlooks Seven Seas Lagoon, just like at the Grand Floridian. And, you know, with the Hawaiian theming and the music and they have like tiki torches, it's just a, uh, I think what the kids say, it's a vibe, uh, you know, and they have a, a pretty good tiki bar and like poolside bar pretty close, you know, right inside is the quick service area, I get some good food, get some good drinks just kind of sit by the pool and uh, relax and uh, enjoy those Hawaiian Polynesian vibes. All right, number two. Now, this may be a little controversial because um, if you go online and you search up best Disney pools, you're probably not going to see this at anywhere. Uh, This pool, I feel like, is underrated. It's not really talked about. And it is the pool at the Swan and Dolphin. Now, I got to say, this may be a little bit of a sentimental pick because I stayed at the Swan and Dolphin, you know, for a good amount of years, uh, especially during like my later teens. So I was older. I can kind of enjoy the pool in a different uh, in a different way. But the pool at the Swan and Dolphin, uh, I'm counting as one. Technically, each building has their own pool and they kind of connect in the middle. But when you look at it that way, it's one giant pool. Um, I love the theming. It has like a bunch of nice, like rock sculptures and, you know, palm trees around. It looks like a very high end pool, very clean, very, um, tropical in a sense. There's a, there's a, a waterfall. It's not really a waterfall. It's what do they call it? Like when it's like a you rocks, you got water coming down. You can kind of swim behind it, see the backside of water, like a grotto, I think it's called. Uh, they have one of those. On each side of the pool, they have some bridges that cross over. Um, but like I said, it's like one giant pool, uh, good sized. You can, you know, whether you're playing with your kids or if you're relaxing or even, you know, just like me when you're 18 years old and trying to play catch with one of your buddies, see how far you could throw uh, the pool ball. Like this is the perfect pool for that. And, um, you know, I'm not even really counting at the fact that they have like their own separate, uh, like Olympic swimming pool close to the main pool. Um, you know, there's also, they got water slides, uh, nothing fancy, but still a slide is a slide, you know, at one end they now, maybe this has changed, but they did have a volleyball net, uh, stretched across to the pool where you can play pool volleyball. What other Disney hotel has a volleyball net set up? Uh, so you can play some pool volleyball with the family, with strangers. It's a good time. You know, I feel like this one's not talked about a lot because it is the Swan and Dolphin. You know, it's one of those, it's a Disney resort, but kind of not really. 
uh, but it's very underrated. If you haven't seen it, I recommend just Google image it or, you know, watch a, a YouTube uh, walkthrough. It's, uh, it's just beautiful to look at. Uh, one of my favorite pools to swim at at night. That was the pool uh, when I stayed, like when I was 18. You know, one of my buddies got to come with me like every night after the parks, we'd go down and we'd shoot hoops, play some basketball. Uh, they, had their, they had a basketball court there. And then we'd go jump in the pool and we'd be swimming at, you know, 12, one o'clock in the morning and never, you know, we never had a problem with security or, you know, anyone like complaining or kicking us out. They just kind of saw that we were having a good time, you know, not causing trouble, just having fun in the pool and let us be. So for that reason, Swan and Dolphin Pool, my number two. Now for my number one, this is probably super obvious. If this wasn't my number one, I'd probably get so many comments. But my number one is the pool at Disney's Yacht and Beach Club Resort. I believe it's technically at the Yacht Club. It's called Stormalong Bay. And it's, again, another big pool. Uh, if you look on Disney's website, it says it's three acres of water. Now, this is the pool, too, that has pretty famous, if you've walked around the boardwalk area, you see the pirate ship and the slide that goes over the walkway into the pool, that's uh, Stormalong Bay. That's the Yacht and Beach Club pool. They got some hot tubs there. And, of course, got to mention, it is the only sand bottom pool at Walt Disney World. That's right. The bottom of the pool is sand. Now, I don't exactly love that, but it is cool. It is unique. And I'm grading it on everything else. The location the views, the theming. I love, um, you know, I always got to get a picture of that pool area. It looks so refreshing, especially at night when the, and you know, it's not super crowded and the water is just super uh, flat and still because no one's splashing. Just looks so peaceful. So nice. Just want to, you know, jump right in. Now this is one of those Disney pools where I believe you have to show your, you know, magic band to get in back in the day, you had to have a wristband. So it was, you know, sometimes back in the day, uh, me and my family, we'd go to the contemporary or wilderness lodge and we would, uh, use their pool and just hope no one asked us like our room number. Uh, but I'm pretty sure now they, uh, scan your magic band in order to get in. You know, it's, uh, I think it's got a little bit of everything. It's got the lazy river area. It's got the sand bottom. It's got some sand in the shallow section. The kids can, you know, play in the sand. Uh, and obviously to the location, the Yacht and beach club, you're right at the boardwalk, walking distance to Epcot and um, Hollywood Studios. And I think everyone can agree that this is a solid choice at number one, Stormalong Bay. All right, and now it is time for my favorite part of each episode. It is the Q&A, the question and answer, where I get to kind of interact with questions from you guys. Um, every episode, I'm going to put up a story on Instagram asking for uh, for you guys to submit any kind of questions you have. Usually it's just ge general questions, whatever Disney-related questions, um, whether it's related to the topic of, you know, the episode, like today, summer, and pools or not, you know, it's just fun to kind of talk Disney, interact with you guys. So I'm going to get through as many as I can. As always, plenty of good questions. And let's start us off with a question from Carter Ivy. Best place to cool down in the parks? Now, I feel like uh, maybe it depends on the park and the time of year, but since we're talking summer, um, you know, 
most of the parks, if it's really hot, the best thing to do is to find an indoor attraction. You know, the Disney uh, indoor attractions are notorious for being a little chilly, you know, because they're always cranking the air conditioning. But on those summer days, man, that hits different. So I'd say like Magic Kingdom, you got plenty of spots to choose from. Um, you know, you have like the Hall of Presidents, Carousel of Progress, uh, even, you know, some of the dark rides. If it's a short enough wait where you don't have to stand outside in the line once you get inside, uh, very nice and cool and relaxing. But uh, I'd say for sure, kind of like um, Hall of Presidents is a big one. I know I, I made a, a TikTok kind of making fun of Hall of Presidents saying uh, how boring it is. And I got a lot of comments that uh, a lot of Disney fans out there on Instagram and TikTok, they actually like Hall of Presidents. And then there's the other crowd like me who say that they only go on it when they need a break from the heat and uh, take a nice nap in the air conditioning. So Magic Kingdom, I'd say find a dark ride. Epcot, uh, same same kind of thing. You know, Spaceship Earth can be nice. Um, you know... The land pavilion is a nice place to kind of to cool off, and you can actually like sit down in there. There's some benches at the top, and then they have like that restaurant at the bottom of the pavilion where there's you know it's usually never crowded. You can find a uh, place to sit down and kind of relax and uh, enjoy that air. There's also a spot now. It's I don't know if it's still there right now because it was kind of by the uh, electric umbrella area and Mouseworks, but there was a uh, there was a spot there where you could walk in and it was like an old meet and greet and it was just nothing. It was like an empty hallway, uh, super clean, you know, got carpeting on the ground. If you want to sit down, air conditioning, I think there were some benches, outlets on the wall in case you need to charge your phone, you know, and the only really thing in there, like on the wall, they have just like the timeline of Epcot. So it's was never like crowded. It was like people would just go in there to, you know, sit down or charge their phone and stuff. So that was always my spot. Uh, you know, Hollywood Studios, there's plenty of uh, shows or indoor attractions. You can, you know, take a break in even, you know, some of the restaurants. Uh, Animal Kingdom, you know, it seems like that park is always like 105 degrees. But, you know, you have uh, it's tough to beat a bug, the dinosaur attraction. Just a couple examples of rides you could go on to kind of escape the heat. Next one's from Emily Maggie, which is more refreshing on a hot summer day, Splash Mountain or Kali River Rapids? I had to think this one through because at first I was like, oh, obviously Kali because you get soaked. But you know what? I don't think so. I think it's Splash Mountain. My reasoning is Splash Mountain, you know, you're not going to get as wet as you could on Kali River Rapids. But Splash Mountain, those indoor scenes where you're going, you know, inside the uh, the mountain and stuff with the animatronics, they are cranking that air conditioning. So you can really cool off on there. And if you get like a little, if you get splashed a little bit before the big drop, you know, you go, you're kind of, you're outside, then you're back inside, get some air. You're a little chilly now because you got wet. And then after the big drop, when you go to the final uh, animatronic scene with, uh, you know, zippity doodah. And all the characters, like that part, like I can picture right now, you know, you get wet on the drop and then you're going inside. It's actually cold in there. So uh, I'm definitely going to go with Splash Mountain. This next one's from Carner underscore 71. What are your feelings on the term Disney adult? You know, honestly, I don't really uh, have any strong feelings about it. 
Now, I, I guess it's meant to be like an insult to us uh, adults who are Disney fans. Like, I've never, I never, I never got that Disney slander. The people who who call other people that are obviously the ones that never really went on vacation there, and who they don't get it. You know, there's nothing wrong with loving that Disney culture. You know, at the end of the day, people, there's still that stigma. Oh, Disney's for kids. Is it though? Because, you know, the food and wine festival, I'm pretty sure that's not for kids. You know, some of the attractions are just as uh, interesting for, you know, adults as they are for kids. So I've never really gotten that slander. Um, It's kind of ridiculous. It's just, it's something people say who don't understand what uh, Disney is really all about. This next one's from... JKU underscore A3. Is Stormalong Bay really the best? Strong argument for others can be made. Uh, you know, you heard my list. I had it at number one. Um, you know, if it wasn't so big and had the pirate ship slide, you know, I'm not a fan. Like I said, I'm not a fan of the sand bottom pool. So, um, you know, that doesn't really do anything for me. But it's the location, the size, the theming, um, very aesthetic. That makes sense. But... You know, I could I could definitely be convinced to rank it uh, at a different spot. This next one's from Leah Danny ninety six. What is Disney like by yourself? Do you get lonely? I think I think like a lot of things. It depends on the person. Like for me, I wouldn't really consider myself a loner, but I don't mind doing things alone. Like I'm the type of person where I kind of enjoy sometimes uh, going to get like going to get breakfast by myself. I'll put in my headphones, listen to the radio or listen to a podcast. And I just kind of enjoy uh, that time to myself, uh, you know, catching up on a new episode of a podcast or, you know, the, the latest in sports radio, you know, I've never minded uh, doing things by myself, especially at Disney. Like even if you're by yourself, you're still getting that Disney magic. You're seeing other people you don't know, you know, they could be standing in front of you in line. You see their excitement. You hear them talking about the ride or, you know, and that kind of makes, I don't know, it makes it interesting. It makes it, you know, fun for you. Um, so I think it depends on the person, but, uh, you know, me personally, I would not get lonely. No. This next one's from Sarah N. Parker with two R's. Best way to maximize your time in the parks. I think the big one is you, you know, sometimes it's tough, but you got to get up early. Especially now with no fast pass, you got to get there early. You got to you got to know the park layout. You got to know uh, when to hit certain rides. So you know, in a normal year uh, at the Magic Kingdom at night, you know uh, most Disney fan acts know this. You always save Splash and Thunder Mountain till uh, right before closing or right like during the last like fireworks or castle show. You could walk onto both of those uh, normally. You know Thunder Mountain plenty of times. Uh, you know if the park was closing at eleven. Uh, We'd get there around 10.30, you know, the fireworks show's going on. We'd walk on Thunder Mountain two or three times in a row, as many times as we could. Uh, so you definitely got to pay attention to that and uh, really plan out your uh, fast passes strategically. This next one's from Miss P1022. What pool is the best for relaxing? You know, honestly, I think for me, the smaller uh, generic pools at the resorts are the best for relaxing. So, like, for an example, um, Art of Animation, they have the big blue pool, I believe it's called, the Finding Nemo-themed pool. Uh, that would have been on my honorable mentions in my top five. 
Um, it's a nice pool. It's big. But like for me, it's too much. It's too crowded. I like going over to the Cozy Cone Cars-themed pool where there's like four people swimming, and I just like kind of hanging out over there. You know, Saratoga Springs. I don't like walking all the way down to the main pool, and you know it's crowded. I like going down to the pool. It's a, just a basic rectangle right by our building. You know, kind of relaxing in the pool, relaxing in the hot tub. So I think you got to take advantage of those smaller uh, generic pools. This next one's from Aaron Dole. Opinion on ponytail holders on Expedition Everest. How they should solve it and why people do it. You know, I don't know when this became a thing. Um, you know, Expedition Everest, I believe, came out, uh, opened in like 2005 or six. I don't remember it becoming super popular until like the last few years on social media. Um, it's obviously at the part uh, of the ride where you get, you get to the top and the track is like broken and you go backwards. Everyone decides to just throw their ponytails there. I think the reasoning behind it now is that people see them there. So they think, oh, I should throw them there too. But also it's because of social media. Um, you know, they're they're getting their ponytails ready to throw there because that's like the thing to do. They see a pile of ponytails, they see it on TikTok, they see memes about it, so they want to add to the collection. Um, I think the really the only way to um, kind of take care of that and get rid of that is Disney's got to you know every day you know clean that section out, get rid of all the ponytails, and either put up a sign or you know sign before you get on. You know if you're th if you throw anything, you could be uh, you know, removed from the park. And I think that's probably the only way at this point. This next one's not really a question, but the more of a uh, cool topic. The Duchess of Disney says, definitely talk about Beach and Yacht Club pool. It's the largest sand bottom pool in the world. I honestly had never heard that before. That it's the largest sand bottom pool in the world and it's just hanging out at the Yacht and Beach Club. That's pretty cool. Um, you know, now that I think of it, the only, I don't think I've ever been in another sand bottom. The only other place I can remember like sand bottom was at river country. So, um, that's a pretty cool fact. And I think that about does it for our questions for this week. I always enjoy talking Disney with you guys. You always give me some good ones, but yeah, that's our, uh, that's our episode on Disney during the summertime, Disney resort pools. I feel like each of those could be like their own separate episode, but I wanted to combine them, uh, you know, talk a little summer, talk a little swimming. It's always fun to uh, think about that stuff. You know, I'm, a bi I'm a big summer guy. I'm a big pool guy. So um, not the first time where I've had to list and rank out my favorite pools. Uh, it's Again, it's hard to do. I tried to rank them on solely the pool itself, but it's so tough. Like I said, like Yacht and Beach, I like a lot just because of the location and you know, same with, you know, Swan and Dolphin, I always love too, because they had the basketball courts right there, but you know, it's all just for fun. And, uh, I just love talking Disney with you guys. If you haven't already, and you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Disney world today. It's all one word. Um, and if you can, you know, subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening on your iPhone or through Apple iTunes, if you, if you can leave a, leave a rating and a review in the, in the app store, no one's, no one's left me a review yet. I may have to do like a contest or a giveaway. Like it's just what I just need one review. Get the, get the confidence up. Uh, uh, unless it's like a one star, then never mind. Uh, forget I said anything, but again, thanks for listening. 
I appreciate it. And until next time, always remember, it all started with a mouse. <laughs>